What's up, you guys? I'm Anya. And I'm Kylie. And this is Two Degrees Hotter, the postgrad podcast where we get real about life after college every Tuesday. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Two Degrees Hotter. Welcome back, everybody. Another week, another episode. And this week, we are doing a listener request. We love doing these requests. So if you ever have something you want to hear from us, please let us know on Instagram or our anonymous suggestion box or literally however you want. Let us know. Sometimes we put like stories for specific requests. So Mm -hmm. keep an eye out for those. But you can message us anytime, really. Yeah, we love hearing your suggestions. So this week has requested, we are talking about how to stay sane while living at home. Yeah, and I think staying sane is like what we've been calling it internally, but I feel like that's like an aggressive way to put it. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm thinking more like cope with living at home or like manage, <laughs> manage, like maximize your experience living at home. Yeah. Yeah. Take I, staying I wanna, like, sane like colloquially. Is that the yeah. word? I can't say it. Colloquially? Yeah. It's a weird one. It's slang. It's jargon. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I I just don't want to offend any parents that are like, we've literally offered our home and now you're... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, fair. Um, So yeah, we're going to give you some tips on how to cope with living at home, mainly looking at the perspective of, you know, Anya and I both were planning on not living at home at this time in our lives, and we are, and I'm sure a lot of you guys are like that, and so... It can be really tough to, you know, adjust to not only your own plans, kind of going down the timeline a little bit, but also reverting back to living at home after many of us spent four years at college, kind of in our own routine, our own lives, really. So we wanted to give you some tips. We also think that this is, you know, coming at a time where hopefully we're all in the final stretch of living at home. So these are just the tips to get you through and make sure that, you know, when you do leave home, you're leaving on a good note. Good note with your parents, good note with the situation, and yeah. Yeah, and there are obviously so many reasons people would live at home. You know, ours is like directly pandemic related, but some people choose to do like community college at home Mm -hmm. or, you know, there's so many different things. Some people are just doing online school at home. So this will apply to any of you. And Mm -hmm. let's hop into our segments, starting with the week in review. So this past week, we just had a, we've had a lot of things, I guess, like in the queue at work that we have just been like slowly shaping up for like literally months or like maybe even a year, some of this, um, that finally kind of came through in like the funding avenues and like things like that. So um, we're going to be expanding. I feel like I can't say too much about it right now, but we're going to be hiring some more people. And I know that doesn't really sound like a big deal, but we're such a small team that like hiring one more person like genuinely changes the dynamic so much. Um, so it is like a pretty big deal. Um, and I'm actually going to be managing more people later this year. So that's kind of crazy. I'll be managing more than one person at the same time, which I've never done that before. So some growth happening. Um, but yeah, it's been good news from like an organizational standpoint because as an I work at a nonprofit and so as a nonprofit like funding this past year I mean for like literally every business finances this past year have obviously been stressful but especially like nonprofits that traditionally rely on like philanthropic causes or like state funding or stuff like that have just it's been very like uncertain so it's cool that we're finally on track to pursue these plans that had been set 
pre-pandemic and I think it's going to be a really busy time. Like I'm feeling like it's very much the calm before the storm right now of like ramping up everything and like hiring and doing a lot of stuff. So kind of trying to like relish in the fact that things aren't too crazy right now and knowing that the summer probably will be pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing. Another thing is, and this is a good transition into Kylie's Week in Review, I am looking at apartments. I might cut this out if it doesn't work out, but we put in an application <laughs> for an apartment. So manifesting that, fingers crossed. And if this one doesn't work out, I know one will. Like we have like basically no timeline really. So I know that like we can wait for the right place if this one doesn't work out. But yeah, very exciting to get back to adult life. And it goes along with this episode quite well. So I'll toss it over to you. Yeah. So like Anya said, that is a good transition because I did get an apartment. Guys, I'm going to be a city girl. My little city girl apartment. I'm so excited. Um, So basically the turnaround on this was like super fast, which I feel like is characteristic of any student looking for housing in Boston. Like I I feel like it's well known that like students looking for housing in Boston, you have to like act now. Um, cause it's just such, it's in such huge demand. There's so many schools in Boston, so many grad schools in Boston. And if you want to get your foot in the door, you got to do it. Um, I also think that we got really lucky cause I think we found a place. I say we are moving in with my friend from law school. So we'll be living together in a two bedroom, but I think right now is like a really good sweet spot where the market hasn't really picked up yet. Mm-hmm. And, like, prices are still slightly reduced, but I think, like, it's the calm before the storm and, like, literally, probably already now, um, things are really picking up because people are just realizing, like, vaccines are going out way quicker. I know my school is planning to be almost completely in person. I only have one class next semester that's um, hybrid. And so I think a lot of people are realizing, like, oh, shit, if I'm going to move to Boston, like now is the time. And I think mm-hmm. the more people do that, obviously supply and demand prices are going to go up. So I'm really glad that we secured a place that we liked in a good price range, um, in a good neighborhood. My, we got a place that's in a good location for my school. It's walking distance away, which is awesome. It has exposed brick, which like- love to see it. I remember talking with Layton and we were just talking about like what we wanted in the apartment. And I was like, one of my like reach, reach, reach things is like, if it has exposed brick, I'm automatically going to be obsessed with it. And she was like, good luck finding a place with exposed brick. Like it's not going to happen. And it did. So I'm really happy. We also have a little outdoor patio, which is like probably the big ticket item with this apartment. Um, besides just like location, So yeah, I'm really excited. I also found out that three of my TAs are living in the same neighborhood and I was Mm. chatting with one of them today and I was like, come to the yard. Like we'll have (laughs) wine. I will literally buy you a bottle of wine each because you guys were so helpful this year. So yeah, I'm very excited. I move in August and now I'm just like, finally, like I've wanted to go to school in Boston for so long. Like, that's why I chose the law school that I chose because it was in Boston. And it really sucked not to, like, live there yeah. when I wanted to, especially because I haven't experienced it yet. Um, so I'm really excited that I'm finally getting that experience. And I think it'll be really good and a nice, like, refresh, restart for me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very happy for you. I remember Kylie FaceTimed me and she was like, do I do it? Like sent me the pictures yeah. and everything. And I was like, you do it. <laughs> and I think it's like- It's cute. 
Yeah, it's cute. And I think the location for like a first time ever Boston apartment is like very fun too. Like it's a very yeah. good like um, introduction, I guess, to like city life, I would say. Um, should we like talk about why we're not living together? I feel like people might ask that or like be Ooh. wondering. <laughs> yeah, we can. I mean, there's no tea there. No, because <laughs> we like, talked about to Boston it. at the same time. So I feel like people are probably like, what's the, what's what's the, the deal there? I think the deal is mostly just that we weren't really looking in the same location. Yeah. And also I'm moving in with my boyfriend and yeah. that wasn't like necessarily super concrete this whole time, but we have been together, like we're going on five years this year. So I feel like it was kind of the next step that we would have to take eventually. So that's like, those are like the two main things, I guess. Do you have anything else? Yeah, no, I was going to say just that. I feel like when we talked about like post-grad living, I just automatically assumed you were living with Grant. So like it wasn't even really a thought in my mind. Um, And then we talked a little bit about, especially with, you know, just figuring out logistics. You were like, well, theoretically, I didn't, you know, you and him didn't end up living together. We talked about briefly like, well, maybe we could get an apartment. And then kind of as the plans became a lot more real, it just made more sense for you to live with him and me to find someone in law school to like find a place. Yeah. And you know yeah. what they say? They always say not to live with your friends. And I think, didn't you text me and you were like, we got a good thing going here. So this is probably for the best. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I think it would be fun for us to yeah. live together. But I also don't, like, I think we'll be at each other's places, like, plenty. And yeah. I also think, like, maybe being in different life stages as far as, like, career versus school could be kind of hard to navigate. Like, I don't know. So I think it makes sense. But I, I figured people might be like, hmm, what's the, what's the situation? No tea here. Just no. logistics. <laughs> yeah, just pure logistics. Um, yeah. And I think we were talking about like us potentially living together when Grant's job hadn't been figured out yet. And I yeah. didn't know like what commute situation would make sense. And so there was just a lot going on. But uh, I think this makes sense for everyone. And I'm really hoping that I'm manifesting that I'll have some apartment news soon. And if I don't, yeah. that's okay. Something will come along. So yeah, fitting for this episode. Very fitting. <laughs> so let's move into our favorites. I have like a very, I guess, like out of character favorite. <laughs> I, I was surprised I when I read this. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not like, I don't really experiment with makeup that often like I don't really buy makeup products that are like hyped up or even like not hyped up I don't know I just it's not really something that I like splurge on I guess um and so I okay let me back up I guess if I have like any insecurity that could be fixed cosmetically (laughs) it would probably be the size of my lips I just feel like they're small for my face and it's always kind of bothered me And I'm not really thinking about getting like lip injections or anything like that, but I I was just doing some reading about like lip plumpers that were out there that kind of had like mimicking effects to see like, oh, do I even like myself like with bigger lips? Like I wonder. So it's been like an insecurity of mine. And so I was like, well, let's just try it out. And so this one is pretty new, but it has really good reviews and it's the Buxom Plump Shot Collagen Infused Lip Serum. So it's not really, it's not like the Too Faced Gloss. Like I would say it kind of is a serum just in like a lip gloss tube like it's clear Mm -hmm. there's no color to it or anything um but I I do really like it I mean I feel like it it works but it's not like painfully tingly like I remember the ones from like our I don't know like early teenage years like being like legit pain and this one's not (laughs) Uh, I'm not wearing it right now I should have worn it to show Kylie but 
Uh, I feel like it's the kind of thing that you kind of put like under your like colored lip product or honestly, I feel like because it's kind of bringing like circulation to the area, like stimulating the area, it kind of gives your lips like a natural flush Mm -hmm. in a way, which is kind of my vibe anyway. So yeah, I've been into it. I've been using it for a couple weeks and I think I'm a big fan. It's a little like more than I would pay for one item of like one cosmetic item in general. I think it was like 25. Um, But I've just been curious about getting a good like lip serum for a long time. So yeah, would recommend. Wow. I've always wanted to try like a plumping thing. I feel like I have average sized lips. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I've never been like super motivated for it, but I feel like they're fun. Um, Yeah. People love big lips nowadays. Honestly, get lip injections. Why not? YOLO. <laughs> I know. I've, I've thought about it, but we'll see. We'll see how yeah. I feel. I'm not, it's not like an insecurity that like plagues me every day. Sure. But if there was something that I could easily change about my face, that would be it. Yeah, I feel that. Um, For my favorite, I cannot remember if I've talked about this before or if Anya's talked about it before, but I feel like it's final season. I wanted to bring up the app Focus Keeper. So... There's a method of studying. It's called the Pomodoro method. And the idea is that you study for 25 minutes and your the goal is to do like really intense studying and then you t- get a five minute break. You do that four times and then on the fourth 25 minute uh, session, after that you get a longer break. Um, and the idea is just to keep you like really motivated. I'm sure all of us, especially being at home, there's so many distractions. And so this like allows you to stay on a timer and while that timer's ticking down, just really stay honed in on what you're doing, knowing that you'll get five minutes to scroll TikTok or get up and get some more water or, you know, do whatever you got to do. Um, so this app, I'm pretty sure it's free. I've had it for a really long time. I don't remember paying for it, but it essentially just like has those intervals queued up for you. So you don't have to like be using your timer. Obviously, that's an option as well. But I think this is really nice because all you have to do is hit play. Um, and it's my favorite way to study during finals because I definitely am the type that like works on something for five minutes and I'm like I worked so hard for those five minutes I can scroll through TikTok for 10 mm-hmm. and it's like no you can't <laughs> you gotta get this done um so yeah definitely check it out the app is like red if you're looking for it <laughs> <laughs> sometimes that's helpful I don't know um yeah right let's move into our main episode topic Living at home, coping with living at home, making living at home the best experience it can be. Yeah, love all of the above. So like we mentioned, this was a listener request. And so this episode is for the recent grads that are living at home, anyone that's been doing online school from home, anyone that never went to college. Like these are just things that pertain to anybody that's kind of transitioning into like an adult stage of their life, but living in their childhood home with their family. Yeah, so I think you know, obviously this applies to everyone, but especially for grads or just people who may have like moved away from home for a little bit and find themselves living back at home. Uh, Moving home with parents isn't your first choice after college or after you've lived out on your own for a little bit. Like I don't think anyone, you know, is jumping up and down to move back home once you've had sort of some independence, but sometimes it is necessary for whatever your personal circumstances are. Um, especially if you don't have a steady income, that's yours truly, and need a little more time to get on your feet or graduate into a pandemic. Hello, like that's why we're talking to you right now. 
Um, but yeah, so it's definitely something that like no shame in the game. Sometimes it is necessary and the smartest choice for you to make based on your circumstances. Yeah. And I definitely want to recognize that like having this fallback plan to live at home is also such a privilege. Like so many people wouldn't have a plan like this and would be in a much harder situation. So I don't want to be like, I don't want to come off like we're not grateful or like we're complaining or saying that it's like the most difficult thing in the world. But um, it's not always easy to live with your family once to your point, like you've had some independence and you're kind of coming home, like maybe a sort of a different person than you were when you left. And there's just lots of levels to it. But yeah, I just wanted to throw that disclaimer in here that like Kylie and I are definitely both super grateful to have had this opportunity to live at home with our parents, both like from a fallback plan perspective, but also just like getting to spend time here that we weren't expecting. Like, I think there are a lot of pros to it. Um, but we just want to give some tips on how to like maximize the experience both for yourself and your family and like everyone involved because unexpected, you know, situations can be challenging no matter what they are. Yeah. And I'm glad you bring up, um, how, you know, these tips not only help you, but they will end up helping the family members that you're living with in the end too. And like you said, it is such a privilege. And so I think it's important to not only have yourself and your own interests in mind and, you know, how you're going to cope with that, but also, you know, prioritizing a harmonious relationship with your family and making sure that everyone's happy and healthy and thriving in, you know, less than ideal circumstances. Yes. Love that word. Harmonious. Thank you. It came into my brain as we were talking and I was like, I gotta (laughs) slip that one in there. That's a good one. Um, So moving into our tips, the first one we have, and I think this is this is a tip for life, honestly. You can use this tip in anything, but it's to have open communication with your parents, um, specifically about your obligations as you live at home. So do they expect you to pay rent? Are you helping with utilities? Are you helping with groceries? Do they expect you to help with housework even as a way to like pay for your stay? Um, so this is something that, again, like open communication in general is just so important, but definitely setting these boundaries um, and hopefully, you know, coming to an agreement that works for both you and your parents and makes it, you know, the most, makes it make the most sense for your personal situation. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like this is such a like variable thing, depending on like your family and your family dynamic and like your history with money and just like so many different factors. Like, I think some parents think it's a great idea to charge rent to like kind of give a hint at like the real world. Some parents say like they would never make their kid pay them rent. Some just like want them to help around the house. And so I think, you know, like it can be a difficult conversation to have, but I think just like being upfront about it, especially if you're like just in that stage of like moving back home, I feel like it just saves a lot of like tension (laughs) and like wondering and feeling like you're freeloading and that kind of thing. Our next tip is to really take advantage of the time that you have living at home of being able to save financially. And, you know, we recognize that some people may be paying rent to their parents or something like that, but I think pretty much no matter what you're going to be saving compared to what you would be spending if you were living out on your own, you probably aren't paying, you know, full rent and utilities and like all of the expenses that come with like furniture and just like all of those things. So um, it's really a time of having that advantage, that huge life advantage. And that was like not really something that I recognized in this living at home journey until recently when I was kind of like looking at my savings and starting to strategize moving out and saying like, wow, like I feel really well prepared to do that. And I wouldn't have been even close to this position had I not moved home for you know the year that we've been at home. Uh, but on the other side of that, I feel like 
for me personally, it is easy to overspend because you have this illusion of a ton of disposable income. Like I'm saving so much of my money and I feel like I still have some spending money. So I feel like I'm definitely shopping more than I did like a year ago, or I guess a year and a half ago, because I just, I'm number one, I'm bored. <laughs> like, I feel like that's just like the pandemic and whatever, but yeah. uh, I just feel like I have the illusion of like, I can throw $25 at this lip serum. Whereas like a year and a half ago, I never would have done that. So I think you just have to be mindful of that because that's definitely something I've noticed in myself is like, I feel like I'm kind of experiencing a little bit of like lifestyle inflation and I need to like work on that because I'm not going to be able to maintain that when I move out. (laughs) A big thing that like I prioritize, and this was more so towards the beginning of the pandemic when I was making money because I'm not making money now, um, was, you know, I think the rule of thumb is to put like 30% of your paycheck into savings. If that's like the wrong percentage, I'm sorry, but like you're supposed to put a certain percentage of your income to savings if you can as like a basic budgeting tip. Uh, So I feel like if it's possible for you to like up that, so if it is 30%, say like, see if you can do 40% and put that in to kind of like mitigate that spending money. I feel like the danger is having so much money in your checkings because you're Mm -hmm. like, it can just one swipe of the debit card and it's gone. Um, So just putting it in your savings and like having that rule with yourself of like not touching your savings, make it nice and thick. Um, With two C's. That's how I spelled it in the script. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's kind of like the mindset that I had because uh, I agree this is the time to like really take advantage and save and keep your bank account looking fresh. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's a couple like best practice adult things that yeah. happen when it comes to finances. And we have a similar point later on. But I think this is such a good time to like set aside like your safety net, like you're just kind of advised to have like a, a couple months yeah. income a set aside for like emergencies and just having like an emergency fund gives a lot of peace of mind. So if you don't have one of those now, this is a great time to start having one of those. And it's like not glamorous and fun, but like it's a good practice and um, yeah. it can really save you in a, in a rough situation. So I think this is a good time to like establish those things if you don't have them. Yeah, um, for sure. And I know some people, like I have a friend who has an arrangement with her parents where she pays like quote unquote rent, but mm-hmm. they're putting most of it into a like high yield savings account for when she does oh, eventually cool. move out, which is kind of a cool arrangement. So if your parents would be open to like something like that, like I think they take out a little bit, but most of it um, does go into this account. So that could be something if like you don't feel like you have the self-control, I guess, to do that kind of thing on your own. That could be like an arrangement that you think about with your parents. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. But yeah, I like that. That's cool. Yeah, I think it was a cool idea. So our next one, I feel like is kind of one of the harder areas of moving back home post-grad, which is like this, you know, this notion of balancing respecting your parents' rules, recognizing that you're under their roof, recognizing that they're doing you like a massive favor, but at the same time setting boundaries for yourself as an adult who has lived independently. I just feel like this is so hard to navigate and it's hard because it's hard on your end because you're like, oh, I've done XYZ without your permission for like four years now. (laughs) And it's hard on their end because maybe the person who left when you were 18 and the person who came back when you were 22, 23 who's living with them now is like a totally different person with different opinions. And it's just a lot. So um, kind of going back to our point from earlier, communication is so key. Um, And I think for me, one of the biggest shocks when I moved back home was just needing to like 
communicate absolutely everything that I did to my parents. Like I had spent four years doing whatever I wanted and not really having to report back to anyone. And so I remember like early on, that was kind of like some tension there. Like I felt like I would come home and I had to give like a full rundown of like everything that just happened. Um, And that's like, that could just be my experience or it could be like more of a universal experience. But I think for me, that was like kind of a point where I had to step back and be like, okay, like they're doing me the literal biggest favor. They just want to make sure that I'm like being safe. (laughs) And like, they're just curious about my day. And like, that's fine. And like totally justified as a parent. And like, I just need to adjust my thinking to like accommodate that, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I feel you on like the frustration. I also had a very similar experience. So I feel like it probably is pretty universal. But yeah, it's so hard because on the one hand, like you just want to live your life and be able to like do what you want to do and not feel like you need to get permission. But on the other hand, like I always think of the fact that my parents didn't think they were going to get a year with me at home. And so they're probably just like so excited to be able to like Mm -hmm. talk to me about like what I'm up to and you know, who I'm hanging out with and things like that. And also like just basic safety of that. Like, you know what I mean? I know when they're asking me where I'm going, it's mainly coming from a place of like, are you safe? Like what's going on? Um, So yeah, so I, I try to keep that in the back of my mind, especially now that I kind of have a move out date. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, like this is, this is coming to an end. It no longer feels like it's down the rabbit hole. Um, And so I should really just like, myself relish in being able to spend this time with my parents and like just being open to all of their questions about where I've (laughs) been and what I'm doing because like I'm sure it'll be sad for them when I leave when they don't get to get those real-time updates Mm -hmm. but also to the point of boundaries I think it's really important to communicate boundaries um just like around the schedule that you want to follow especially I feel like working a nine-to-five job like the expectation is pretty universally known like most people Mm -hmm. know okay like if you're working full-time odds are like you shouldn't be bothered generally from nine to five um or like if you're busy or cooped up in your office or your room it's because you're working nine to five I feel like for those of us in school obviously there's not set hours to be in school and some weeks you may you know only be going to class and don't really have anything else to do at least in undergrad I miss those days (laughs) um Other weeks, you're probably, like, slammed with work and, like, not leaving your room except for, like, 30 minutes at 8 p.m. to get a piece of pizza. Um, So really, like, communicating that with your family, letting them know what your class schedule is, like, when you have a busy week, being like, hey, if I don't come out of my room literally all day long, I swear to God, I haven't, like, jumped out the window. I'm just working on X, Y, Z. And for my family, what's been really helpful is my parents got me and my brother, who's also been living at home. He's an undergrad. Uh, little like doorknob signs and one side says like uh, please knock before entering or something like that and the other side says do not disturb so like mm-hmm. if I'm in class I have it on do not disturb or if I'm like really intensely working on something I have it on do not disturb if I'm more just like doing my reading like it's a slower week I'll keep it on uh, please knock and that's a good way to signal to my parents because I don't know about you guys but my parents will knock on my door and then if I answer, they come in. But if I don't answer, they still come in. <laughs> so I'm like, we need a system here because I'm going to get annoyed real quick. Um, but yeah, so definitely we got ours on Amazon. So look into like creating a system like that if needed. Yeah, I love that idea. A little hotel vibe. Yeah. Um, and I know for you, it was like especially challenging at first because like you're the first person in your family to like go to law school and like yeah. having 
communication around how rigorous that is. Like I remember you talking about how it like it was just like the expectation setting of like you might not see me all day even though I'm here kind of thing. Yeah, and it's still definitely an adjustment because I think I think anyone who hasn't gone to law school, like I can tell you that I'm going to be doing work all day as much as I want, but like a lot of people inflate that. They'll say like I have to work on this all day and they don't mean it, but like law students mean it. And in fact, we're probably underestimating how much we need probably need to work all day and then a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so it's definitely just keeping that at bay and being like, Hey, you know, I have a big memo due. So like when I say I'm not leaving my room all weekend, like that means that you won't see me until Monday and it's going to mm-hmm. be okay. Um, but yeah, that's a good point. Our next tip is this is, goes back to a little bit what I was saying earlier is use this time as a learning experience and as like kind of a quote unquote, like dry run for the real world. Um, and really take advantage of having the safety net of living at home to figure out like basic adult things that you may have not figured out for yourself yet. Like something I think of for myself that when I move out, I'm probably still going to be a little bit screwed is like basic household maintenance. <laughs> like, I don't know, hanging a mirror or like <laughs> things like that. Like, I feel like I don't really know a lot about maintaining a space necessarily for myself. Like I'm not handy, I guess at all. Um, so like, looking back, I feel like I wish I had paid more attention to like what maintenance was being done around the house and like learning to like understand how to do those things because I'll eventually have to do them. Um, Another thing would be like budgeting. Like if you don't currently budget, this is such a great time to start doing that and kind of building that system out so that it's an easy transition when it matters more. Um, Making, you know, financial accounts that you've been putting off. I talked about this in a week in review a little while ago. Like I finally figured out like my Roth um, situation, like retirement stuff, like it's just such a good time to do all those things because you have a little more, like, I guess you could say disposable income, um, paying off as much of your loans as you can. I saw this quote um, on Pinterest that really resonated with me. And it said, now's your time to build your life, not pause it. And it was directly talking about living at home because I feel like at least for me in the beginning of the pandemic, like I was like, this is a temporary thing. It kind of sucks, but I'm here and I'm just going to like wait it out and my life will get back to normal. But I think in retrospect, like that was me putting my life on pause when I could have been building up a lot of the infrastructure that I have more recently. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's kind of like a learning curve. Like you figured out, obviously there's like a period of mourning and like I get that and everything. But I think um, using this time to like hone in on skills that you're going to need later is really useful. Yeah, for sure. I think another great thing to do in this time is to lean on your local support network and reach out to old friends. I think especially like being back in your hometown brings like a lot of nostalgia. Um, And there may be friends that you had in high school that like you didn't necessarily have a falling out with, but like you guys just grew up. Maybe you went to college, you know, far away from each other and just didn't really have the means to hang out over those four years. Like as long as you're being safe. Um, because we are still in a pandemic, but like now's the time to like at least FaceTime or like if you guys are vaccinated, maybe go outdoor dining at like a restaurant in your town or like hang out. Cause yeah, cause you never like life is going to pick up eventually. And I feel like we're all going to like, it's going to just sweep us under the rug and we're not even going to realize that we're back to like life as normal. You want to make sure that like before life kind of diverges your paths again, that like you connect with people that you want to connect with. Um, I think it could be a, a nice like silver lining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I like the way you put that. And 
I totally agree like on the high school front like not having a falling out but just like losing touch is like so real so it's definitely a good time to get back in touch with people that you maybe used to be close with and like even if you don't have a lot in common anymore like it's just nice to like get out I think um so I definitely agree with that um our next tip is to pick up some new skills or hobbies to keep yourself occupied so as you guys know I did this with embroidery um so that's been a big fun thing for me that I've picked up since being home and I don't know I think just having like a little thing to look forward to at the end of the day makes a big difference but I know this is like so easy so much easier said than done to pick up a new hobby but we've talked about that before our next tip is to refresh your space this was something I had a lot of fun with uh towards like the beginning of quarantine once I kind of realized that I was going to be settling in here a bit Um, so taking down, you know, any high school stuff that you still had hanging, maybe get some new bedding, figure out like what you need in your space. So for me, that was getting rid of, you know, some furniture pieces to make room for a bigger desk because I needed to, you know, have like a separate school space. And yeah, you basically just want to make sure that your space is fitting the adult you and not the teenage you. Because I think Again, like it's easy to regress when you're surrounded by like all the things that you had when you were a teenager. So you want to make sure that like your space has grown with you so that it can best serve you. Um, Especially for kind of, like I said, the place that you're working in. I think for most of us, um, we're either spending all day in work or in school. And so you want to make sure that the place that you're sitting at most of the day is a space that you want to be at, a space that's functional for you and your purposes. So like, For me, that looks like a desk that has enough space to have a textbook and having two monitors so I can have my Zoom on one and like my notes pulled up on the other. Um, So whatever that may look like for you, it's temporary. You know, I wouldn't say to like, you know, blow blow your bank account on redecorating (laughs) your childhood room. Maybe look into getting stuff that you can eventually transfer to Mm -hmm. a new spot. Um, That's kind of what I'm thinking with the desk that I'm sitting at right now that I'll probably end up bringing it with me. But yeah, just so that for the time being, you feel like you have a place that feels more like home and more like you. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people also, like having your old high school memories up can be kind of triggering. And so I think that it's really important to adjust your space to adult you. And I think we talked about that in maybe like our work from home episode, but you had a note in here about making it a place that doesn't feel temporary, even though it is, because I think- you know, like living in a temporary space, like think about like when you're on vacation or something and you're just like living out of your suitcase and you like never really settle. It's like not, not the best to live with full time. So yeah. Um, yeah. I like this point. Um, our next point is to pull your weight at home and just try to make your footprint as light as possible. Like we said earlier, like you didn't expect to be in this position. Your parents probably didn't expect to be in this position. They might have thought that they were like in the clear empty nesters and now, you know, you're back and you're leaving dishes in the sink and putting extra laundry in the hamper and all these things. So I think this dynamic can be really different from like family to family. But I think something that I was thinking about was like, you still need to be a good roommate, even if your roommates are not your parents. (laughs) Yeah. So um, just trying to pull your weight and make sure that you're not adding like extra burden I guess while you're home I mean I feel like most parents would say like you're never a burden and that's true but yeah yeah no and I think like it helps to like almost harbor a mutual respect between you and your parents because like I guess the way that I think of it is like teenage me would leave dishes in the sink and laundry in the hamper and wouldn't clean my room and 
all of that stuff. And so it's like, well, if I'm just going to keep doing that as 23 year old me, like why would my parents really have any incentive to treat me like an adult if I'm not Mm -hmm. acting like one? Um, So I think like really taking ownership of just like being responsible for yourself where you can be, picking up after yourself, being a good roommate, like you said, can really help sort of like implicitly harbor that respect and sort of like demand from your parents um, that they treat you more like an adult without them even really like noticing that they're doing it. Yeah, I think that's such a good point. And even if there's like little chores around the house that like maybe you never used to do as a kid, like offering to pick them up or just uh, trying to, again, make your footprint as light as possible because they're already doing you a massive favor. So yeah, true. Um, Our next tip, and this is definitely more of like a now in the pandemic (laughs) tip Mm -hmm. than a early pandemic tip, but it's starting to develop an exit plan slash tentative end date. Um, Obviously, this is super circumstantial. You may be listening to this episode and thinking to yourself, like, leaving my parents' house doesn't even seem like it's on the timeline right now, and that's totally fine. But I think it's a no matter where you are, whether, you know, you're like me and you have that set end date or it's a bit more open-ended kind of like you Anya like really look at your circumstances and figure out okay well is there a set timeline that I need to be working on the answer is no well okay so look at well what steps can I take today to work towards moving out and maybe that step for you is just upping how much you put into your savings account that's Mm -hmm. like a way to develop an exit plan that doesn't really feel like an exit plan so that way you at least have the comfort of knowing that you're taking steps to eventually move out and be on your own. Um, and just as time goes on, keep developing that plan and making it more and more concrete. And before you know it, you'll be out. And I think a big thing too is to make sure you communicate this plan with your parents. Um, even if you are just like in the process of saving, like bringing it up at dinner saying, hey, like I've decided to start, you know, saving more to like eventually move out. Like my, you know, ideal goal is to move out by such date uh because I think again like we talked about a lot of parents are probably really happy to have their family or to have their kids at home um and so you don't want to blindside them Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden be like well I just signed a lease and I'm moving out in a month because that's not super fair and I'm sure they want to be in the loop like I know my parents are like we're so happy to have you home but also like you need to live your own life and do your own thing so I feel like you know I wanted to keep them in the loop so they knew exactly what was going on and what my life would look like once I executed that exit plan. Um, But yeah, so make sure you communicate it and just take whatever steps you can now so that you feel like you are working towards eventually leaving. Yeah. And I think to your point, parents are definitely thrilled to have their adult kids back to an extent. But I also think like they understand that like we're not necessarily having the experience that we wanted for ourselves. And so Mm -hmm. I think that they also know that we're anticipating eventually getting back to normal and they like want that for us. Yeah. So I think your point about communication is really important. And frankly, it just gives you something to look forward to. Like I feel yeah. like especially during the pandemic, it's been really hard to like have any occasions or like milestones to be excited about. And I think knowing like I'm going to move uh, like late summer or something and like starting to look at apartments. Like I know for me, that's personally really exciting. That's just something I like doing. Um, and so I think just having, you know, something to look forward to. Like maybe when you're at TJ Maxx, you pick up like those curtains you really like because you know you're eventually going to have a spot for them and things like that, um, I think can really help you get through difficult times or unexpected times. Yeah, 
For sure. And then our last point, and maybe the most important point of this episode, is just to not compare yourself to other grads, other students, other people that you know might not be living at home. Just try not to compare yourself to what they're doing because everyone's situation is so different. And I really think this is kind of the hardest thing to get past, at least for me. But if at the end of the day, living at home right now is what's best for you, that's really all that matters. And I was like notoriously the person that like I remember having conversations with my roommates pre-pandemic and everything, just talking about like our post-grad plans. And I remember like the topic of living at home after graduation came up. I think it was even just like briefly, like someone was going to live there for like the summer or something. And I just remember thinking to myself like, oh my God, I'm not doing that. Like I, I would never do that. And it's like, here I am like over a year into living at home and it's been pretty great. So I just think understanding that like everyone's position is so different. And just because you're living at home, it doesn't mean that like you're a failure in your post-grad world or like that you failed yourself because obviously none of us have control over like all of our circumstances. So I thought that was an important thing to include in this episode, even though I feel like we've kind of driven this point home like in other episodes, but I was going to say, I feel like this is an overarching theme (laughs) of our podcast. Just never compare yourself to others. You're just, you're on your path. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. And who knows? The universe might have an even better plan for you because you have this time to save and, you know, do all that. So yeah, that's how I feel with my place. I never thought I would live in the place that I was going to live in an apartment like I was going to live. Yeah. If you had asked me a year ago. And yeah, I'm like, I remember. Ooh, a yard. <laughs> yeah, I remember talking to you a year ago, and you were looking in like a totally different area. So yeah, yeah. So that's just the way the life. universe shakes out. You never know yeah. what's in store for you. You never know like what other people are going through. You know, it might look like they have a glamorous post grad experience, but they probably don't. And okay. everyone has their own struggles. So just do you, and don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's everything we have for this episode. So we hope it was helpful. We hope that we're catching you at the tail end, the last push, um, and that everyone's kind of starting to pick up uh, their plans post-pandemic because you're getting vaccinated. I know if mm-hmm. you're listening to this podcast, you're getting freaking vaccinated. Um, if you can. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally fine, too. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we hope this was helpful. Uh, make sure to follow us on our Instagram. Leave us a five-star review. If you like what you're hearing. Yeah, that's it. So we will chat with you guys next Tuesday. Have a great week. Bye, guys. Bye.